0: Welcome to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. You know, I I really today um, I really today hope that the word that I have to share um, is an encouragement to everyone. I want it to be a blessing to fathers, but also it's a it's a message that I believe that is an impartation to the ladies as well in the house. And, uh, you know, uh, in many ways today, many of us are always um, looking at ways to try to improve our bodies. You know, we're, we're working out. Well, trying to work out. Uh, uh, trying to lose weight. You know, we're trying to be healthier. We're trying to get some nice clothes, better clothes. You know, we're taking care of our bodies. You know, and, and we're also taking care of our minds. We're renewing our minds. We're speaking the truth. And and we're doing all that we can to get rid of bad thoughts, uh, bad attitudes, uh, just, just bad ways of life, habits, and developing good ones. But many times we are not giving attention to our spirits. Our spirits are a lot of times overlooked because we're focused on our our soul and we're focused on making our bodies look good and our spirits um, in many ways are neglected. And you know, you haven't really heard many teachings on blessing your spirit, strengthening your spirit, that your spirit might take its rightful place in your own personal life. Well, today... I'm going to be talking about blessing your spirit. And my goal is that you would understand the importance of what a strengthened spirit can do in your life. When God awakens you and enlarges your spirit on the inside, much power is released. And when your spirit is enlarged And is awakened and has stepped forward in your life and has taken its rightful place, it begins to take care of issues in your life. It can help with depression, it can help with with negative thoughts. When your spirit man is strong, you have the ability to throw off shame from the past, you have the ability to throw off the guilt and the condemnation of your bad actions in the past. When your spirit man arises, you take your inheritance as a son and daughter, and you're able to step into the the place that God has for you in your life, and you're not recoiled back. Because what happens a lot of times in life is, if you could rewind the tape of your life, I'm sure there's been hurt. I'm sure there's been pain caused by relationships, caused by what people said of you. I'm sure that there's been even pain in your life by some of your own choices. You you brought it on yourself. You know, maybe you haven't stewarded things really well. There's a lot of things that go on in life that we carry along in our lives and have weighed our spirits down. And what happens when your spirit man gets hurt or wounded? Guess what happens? You recoil. You step back. You say, what? I've been there, done that, got my badge. You begin to shut down in your spirit, and you begin to live out of your soul and you live out of your body. You live out of a, a place where there's not proper alignment in your life. And my desire today is that you'll see the importance of blessing your spirit. This last year, I have, I have on a regular basis, every day, have been blessing my spirit. I've been calling my spirit forward out of the cave. And I've been asking the Lord to bless my spirit with the word of God. And I bless my spirit with what he's designed me to be as his son. I bless my spirit with the strength to be an overcomer. I bless my spirit being able to rise up and take my rightful place as a father, as a husband, as a priest, as a pastor. I'm able to step up and engage in life. But you know what? If your spirit is shut down due to heartache, you really are, are walking in a, in a weak mentality. You're operating from weakness. You're actually doing more damage control. You're more, you're more concerned about fear, being found out, and just trying to get through life than you are engaging in life with your spirit. There's a proper alignment in your life. 1 Thessalonians 5:23 says this Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ There's a reason why it starts out spirit, soul, and body There is proper alignment in your life that is to be in order Your spirit is to be the top dog. Your soul is to be subordinate, is to be under your spirit. And then it's your body. But in our society, the world really elevates the importance of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. And so when your spirit man is recoiled, Your soul will step up to the plate and you'll live out of your soul. And you know, for many years, you know, I worked through a lot of my own personal inner healing through things that have happened in my life, through difficulties that I've gone through, through heartache, through pain. You know, there were some real things that I needed to give attention to. But there came a time when the soul is to take its rightful place. And this, my spirit, man, is to step up to the plate. But what happens if you stay in the soulish realm, in the fleshly you begin to just navel gaze. You look at your navel all the time. You're trying to fix your soul. You're trying to always fix these bad thoughts, bad ways, bad habits. And you're not giving attention to your spirit, man, and it's just sitting there. But Scripture says this in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of what? Power. Your spirit has power. And your spirit, coupled with the Holy Spirit, is dunamis power. When your spirit is infused with the Holy Spirit, that is when great and mighty things can happen. That is when you have the ability to throw off the shame of what you've done in the past. It gives you the power to say, no longer am I going to see myself uh, in in light of what I've done in the past. No longer am I going to feel rejected. No longer am I going to feel like I'm second class. You rise up in your spirit because there's power being infused into your spirit, man, and your awakening. So for for many, for many, many days this last year, every day, I would be blessing my spirit, and I would I would call my spirit man to attention. Wake up. And I would say, stand up. You know, David spoke to his soul. Why be downcast, O my soul? He spoke to his mind all the time. I mean, we're speaking to our soul and our mind all the time. Why have we never spoken to our spirit man? Why have we never said who we are in God's eyes? Our spirit man just sitting there, sometimes kind of shriveled up and, you know, anemic. and And I've needed to waken my spirit up. My spirit said, whoo, boy, that was a lot of hurt you went through in the past there. Let's just go live in the cave. So I had to call my spirit out of the cave. I said, come on. We got things to do. So I would bless my spirit with the word of God. And I would speak to my spirit. And you know what? I could feel my spirit leap. I could feel it stand to attention. I could feel it like, wow. I'm not as weak as I thought. And your spirit man, when it rises up, you're able to walk into your destiny and your purpose. You're able to fulfill your calling when your spirit man is strong. When your spirit man is recoiled, living in the cave, reluctant to come out and play, it's hard for you to enter into your calling as the man and as the woman God's called you to be. You keep looking in the past. You keep looking at your soul. You keep looking at your body. I wish I looked like them. I'm never going to look like them. You know, we're always comparing ourselves with other people. But when your spirit man rise up, you come into your own identity as a blood-bought brother and sister of the Lord. So in that, it enables you to throw off. But I want, I want to do something real quick here. I want to do a little scripture study of the spirit of man and its roles, and its functions. So let's just kind of roll with this real quick. Um, in Proverbs uh, 18, 14, it says this, and this is what your spirit can do in helping you with sickness. Look at this. So how can we endure sickness? Proverbs 18:14, The spirit of a man can endure his sickness, but as for a broken spirit, who can bear it? The spirit, do we have that scripture? The spirit of a man can endure a sickness. It gives you the ability to be an overcomer in struggling. There's sometimes we're badly with long-term sicknesses. I don't know why at times things aren't done instantly. People aren't healed. But at times your spirit gives you the ability to endure through the trial of what you're going through. Proverbs 17:22 A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. What is the spirit's role in worship? Luke 1:46 47 My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. What about the spirit's role in understanding? Job 32 8 says this, but it is a it is a spirit in a man. It is a spirit in a man and the breath of Almighty that gives you understanding. Isn't that amazing? It is your spirit, man, and the breath and the spirit of God joined with you enables you to give understanding in certain situations that you're going through in life. There's some things, you know, church, we can't figure out. I mean, really, it's just. It's hard to figure out life sometimes. But your spirit and the Holy Spirit understand. They understand what you're going through. What is your spirit's role in your will? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, in the natural, father has a significant role in the life of a child. A father's to provide a safe environment, a secure environment. A father has a unique ability to call to life his child's real essence as a person. A father has the ability in a son to impart masculinity. He has the ability, it's like getting an injection of masculinity. It comes through a father and he blesses a son, and he speaks well of his son. And we'll see throughout history, for, for throughout the generations, God has passed down the blessings of God through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the way that God has blessed his people, blessed their spirits, is through the spoken word. And when he speaks the spoken word, who's ever imparting that, it gives a rudder to that person. It gives them guidance. It gives them direction. It helps them understand the big picture. It gives them strength. It gives them the ability to press on when it doesn't look good. But they know that their father is with them, strengthening them. Our spirits, when we when we when we're called to life, we can enter into sonship. We can enter into being a daughter of the King. But you know if your spirit doesn't know its inheritance as a son and daughter of God, you really are an orphan. You really are an orphan without a father because your spirit is, is recoiled. It's not receiving the blessings of God and you feel like an orphan. You don't feel like a part of the family. So God is, has has given us the means of, of imparting the blessing into our children. And, and the, the very nature for our children, they're to grow up in freedom and purity and nobility of character and courage and strength, legal authority, purpose, how to have access to the Father and how to have intimacy with the Father. These are all things that His sons and daughters are given through the spoken blessing to our spirits. You know, even Jesus needed to be encouraged. Do you know that? Do you know His spirit, man, needed to be affirmed? legitimized. He goes to the waters there at the Jordan. John the Baptist is there. And Jesus is baptized. And the spirit opens up. The clouds open up. A dove comes down, lands on his shoulder. I mean, it's game on. But at that moment, the father knew his son needed encouragement. And he spoke from heaven and he said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. His spirit needed the encouragement of the Father. Why? Because he was getting ready to face one of the greatest tests of his life in the wilderness for 40 days without bread, without water. And he was getting ready to be tempted by the devil. And he needed to know that his father affirmed him and loved him. He was a son. You know, you can't be a father until you learn how to be a son. He was a son at that moment, needing his father's affirmation. On the the day of his transfiguration, he's transfigured before the disciples. And who shows up with him? Moses and Elijah, I think, isn't that right? They show up. The dudes. Peter doesn't know what to do. He's like, "Well, hey, let's build a tabernacle for everybody and have a party." (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the dudes leave, and Jesus is standing there. And what does the Father say? "This is my beloved Son." in whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. Why did the Father all of a sudden speak again from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased? Because the transfiguration is the eve of his entry into Jerusalem, where he would face the greatest challenge of his life in laying down his life for the sins of the world. Knowing what his son was getting ready to go through, the father said, I'm going to bless my son. I'm going to bless his spirit and give him strength to endure what he's getting ready to walk through. That is what the blessing of our spirit does. It gives us the strength to carry on. But, you know, a lot of us can't tell the difference between our soul and spirit. And you know, be honest with you, I'm really not either. I mean, it's just, I don't know, sometimes it, it's confusing. But But I know when my spirit man rises up and takes its rightful place, there's a difference. There's a confidence. There's an assurance. There's like, I know who I am. I know who I am. When I'm operating in my soul, (laughs) you know I don't know. You know your soul can take you in so many different directions. You know, I mean, it's like it could be downcast, it could be melancholy, whatever. But you know, Hebrews four twelve says that the word is sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit. God is wanting us to come to a place where our souls are not controlling us. Our souls are not dictating to us our lives and who we are. He's wanting to get us to a point where he's able to divide, separate the spirit, get it in its rightful place, strengthen it, and let it take its proper place in our lives so that things are properly aligned where we're in sync with God. But you know what? For a lot of us, our soul dominates our spirit. A lot of us, our souls dominate our spirit because they've been in the driver's seat for a long time. And through through passivity of our spirit and being constantly bombarded by the world, the flesh, and the devil, our spirits recline back and we've just decided to exercise and live out our lives and our souls. And, you know, and some of us have spent a lot of times really focusing on our bodies. You know, we're more concerned about how we look, how healthy we are, and, you know, that we have that nice chiseled chest, you know, whatever it might be. But we're really focused on, on diet. You know, I mean, diets are a big thing today. You know, we've got all kinds of diets, you know, going on. I can't keep up with all of them, you know. But there are some that are just so focused on your body that you don't give attention to the other things in your life. Things are way out of alignment then when your body's in control. But you know what? There's no shortcuts to crucifying the flesh. We must daily lay down our desires in our flesh, be crucified in Christ, that we might follow Him and be led by His Spirit. You know people whose spirits have been shut down and have not taken their rightful place in your life have have difficulty connecting with God. Have difficulty going deep with God. Everything is real surfacey. And in that we're not able to go into the deep waters of God's heart and find intimacy with him because the way that we engage God is with our spirits. When our spirits are strengthened, that's how we hear the voice of God. That's how we know the will of God. That's how we know his ways. When our spirit is engaged, when we're connected. But you know what? Um, if if you're disconnected, if your spirit is shut down, you feel isolated, you, you feel like you get in this fear of punishment or being found out, and you're just doing all this blocking and it's no way to live life it's a reckless disregard for life we're then when we're shut down we kind of begin to want to deaden our our pain that we're going through through whatever it might be addictions alcohol just to numb the pain when our spirits are not alive but when the spirit takes its rightful place the soul undergoes immense change. There's things that begin to happen. It's no longer acting independently. But the soul's in its proper place. And as the scripture says, we receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save our souls. So I want to talk to you today about how to strengthen your spirit. Does anybody want to know how to strengthen your spirit? I want to talk about it, just some practical steps. I know this is not a normal teaching you hear, but I want this to be applicable. I want this to be something that you can apply in your life, that you can do on a daily basis. When you're blessing your spirit, you're speaking it out loud over yourself. You're speaking to your spirit man. And it's, it's also good to even have maybe somebody else bless your spirit. You know, I have had people, spiritual fathers over the years, that look me in the eyes, and they call my spirit to attention, and they bless me with who I am. And some of the most moving moments have been when fathers have looked into my eyes and have spoken a father's blessing over me, and have blessed my spirit. And I, I can, I can feel it. Just my spirit, man. It's like, it's like I've been in the desert. Imagine you've been in the desert for 30 days. And you haven't had any water, and all of a sudden, someone gives you a nice glass of iced tea. Cool drink of iced tea, little lemon in it, and you're drinking that iced tea in that wilderness. How cool and refreshing that is. That's what it feels like when someone speaks into your spirit, man. It's like you get a cool drink in the desert. It's like you come alive on the inside and discover who you are. The first thing that you do in strengthening your spirit is you must engage your spirit. You must engage your spirit. And in that, some of you need to call to attention your spirit, man, because it's in a cave. It's shut down. It's it's like nowhere to be found. Hello, where are you? Come on, wake up. Engage your spirit and call it to attention. Have it stand up and step forward to receive the blessing of the Lord. Speak to your spirit, man. Rise up. Stand up and receive what God has for you. Speak to your spirit, man. In that moment, have it come forward. And in that, as you as you begin to bless your spirit, it gives it legitimacy. It gives it uh, affirmation for, 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 for who it is and the role that it has in your place. It's, it's encouraged to step up and to receive the leadership that is to take. It's for your spirit to step up, it, it takes its place, and the soul and the body become subordinate, and they take their place in your, in your life. So in that, when I get ready to bless my spirit, I engage it. I call it forth. I say, wake up. If you have a slumbering spirit, call your spirit to attention. Call your spirit forth that it might come alive. Because some of you might have a slumbering spirit. Some of you might have a spirit that's just gone to sleep. And it needs to be awakened. Secondly, you legitimize your spirit. And you affirm your spirit in the word. Your spirit needs to be nurtured, and it needs to be loved. It needs to be told the truth of God's Word. It needs to know who it is in Christ. And therefore, when you begin to um, bless your spirit, you legitimize it. It's validated for the important role that it plays in your life. And this is described in Ephesians 3.14. Let me read this to you. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Your inner man is your spirit. So he's saying, be strengthened with power through his spirit in your spirit. Why? Why is it so important that your spirit be strengthened, your spirit come alive, that your spirit stand up and to receive the blessings of God so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith? When your spirit man is strengthened, you're able to stand firm on the faith of God's word and see the promises manifested in your life. When your spirit is not strong and empowered, it is hard to engage in faith where the scripture says, by your stripes you are healed. That is a promise to God. Through the stripes on Christ's back, scripture says you're healed. If your spirit is not strong, you're not able to engage with that promise and see it manifested in your life. Your spirit needs to lay hold of the promise of God That all of them that are yes and amen. So that why? That you be rooted and grounded in love. So a strong spirit helps you to be rooted and grounded in love and may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. So you're just not going to be rooted in love. You're going to come. To know love experientially. Your spirit man is going to be able to drink in the love of your Father. You're going to be able to drink it in and let it begin to saturate you on the inside. That you may be filled up. Listen. That you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. Now listen to this verse 20 and 21. Now to Him who's able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. Your spirit has just engaged the Holy Spirit. Power is there for you to overcome every situation that you're going through. I don't care where you've been. I don't care if you've been in the gated community. I don't care if you've been in in the slums or if you've been in the, the, the most incredible places in life. Nothing that you've gone through where you've been defines you. And your spirit man, coupled with the Holy Spirit, will be able to throw off anything of the past that has defined you that has said, well, this is who you are. No, that's not the truth. The truth is you have the power to overcome. And to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Not only do we have God's Spirit within us, fused within our spirits, but we have God's fingerprint upon our life. He's provided an individualized plan for each of us that are unique and custom-designed. We're called to know Him and to follow Him and none other. Number three, strengthen your spirit with the truth of God's Word. King David, you know what? He was an amazing man. I've been reading this week through First and Second Samuel. And I mean, chapter after chapter after chapter. David went through trial after trial after trial. And when you begin to look at the big picture in David's life, it is absolutely amazing that he was able to overcome everything. And at the end of his life, God was able to say about him, this is a man after my own heart. David was a man that through him, we have the blessings of David that have been passed down through the generations. But you know what's so amazing about this? He would go into battle and he would kill 20,000. And then he would have his son, Absalom, all of a sudden rise up and want to take his throne. And he's walking out of the city. And then his son is killed. And then there's another one that rises up and wants to kill David. A guy that's got... Six fingers on his hand and six toes. He's got everything coming after him. Everybody wants David's head. But he did not shrink back. Why? He did not shrink back, even in the worst of times. When David returned back from Ziglag, and all his men were there, uh the, the city had been plundered, all, all his wives. All of his children, all the animals, everything was taken, and everything was uh, taken, and they don't know where it went. So he's got all his men there. He's got four to six hundred men, warriors, mighty warriors, standing around him. They're they're grieving, they're weeping, they're crying, and then all of a sudden there comes a moment and they say, "It's his fault. Let's stone him. Let's kill the guy." And all the men want to stone David. And what did David do? It says that he strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened his spirit man in the truth of who his God is, was, and will be. He strengthened himself in knowing that God had delivered him from a lion and from a bear. He strengthened himself in knowing that he was able to kill Goliath. He strengthened himself in knowing that that. Battle after battle after battle, David won and saw many people killed, that Israel would have peace on all of its borders. Time and time again, he encouraged himself. He said, if Goliath can't kill me, then you all can't kill me. God is for me. Who can be against me? He strengthened himself. He inquired of the Lord then. Then he put on his prayer shawl, and he inquired of the Lord, and he said, Lord, what should I do? He said, go get them. Go get all your wives. Go get all your your children. Go get all your livestock. And he did, and they got everything, and they brought it all back. But David learned a secret in the tent. As he ministered unto the Lord 24-7, as he ministered unto the Lord, the sweet psalmist of Israel, he would minister unto Israel Uh, under God. And he would strengthen his spirit, man. And you know, all these psalms that he wrote, he wrote because his spirit, he was able, at the end of every psalm, you notice how David does say, oh God, they're going to kill me. But at the end of the psalm, all of a sudden he rises up in his spirit and he declares who God is. But God, you're able to defeat them. You're able to overthrow them. He would rise up. He would learn in his spirit, man, the truth of what God was saying and not be given to everything that he was going through in life. So he discovered a secret of strengthening his spirit in the Lord. And in that, it is something that we need to glean from and see that this is a key for our own lives. We all need to be strengthened in the Lord. There are times when, you know, there's no one that's going to be around to encourage you. Some of the the worst moments in your life, there was no one there to encourage you. Are you going to be able to rise up and speak to your spirit, engage your spirit, declare the word of the Lord and bless yourself so that you might rise up out of the rubble of your mess and see that it ain't over yet. The best days are ahead for me. And you strengthen yourself. And you encourage yourself. You're able to persevere. So how do you bless your spirit? You nurture your spirit. You call it to attention. You call it to attention in the name of Jesus Christ. And you speak the truth of who our God is over your life. His plan over your life. What He wants to do in and through your life. His provision over your life. Because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is through the cross of Jesus that we have access into everything that we need in our spirits. And His nature dwells within you. So I want to do a little something. And I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to engage each of your spirits in this room. Because I I, this material that I got, it, it, it comes... You know, Joanne talked about that she really gleaned from some truths from Arthur Burke that really helped uh, establish the understanding of redemptive gifts. you got to remember that, right? Arthur Burke. Well, Arthur Burke is the one that really has pioneered this understanding of blessing your spirit. And so I want to read um, a blessing over you, and, and I want to call your spirit to attention. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to do this. All right? Can you all be uh, willing participants? Can you all allow your spirits to engage? Can you allow your spirit to be blessed? Does anyone want to be blessed? I just want to bless you with God's word. That's all. I'm just blessing you with God's word. So, Father, I just pray now that by the power of your spirit, only you can engage everyone in this room. Only you can speak life to every spirit in this room. And Father, I'm asking that you engage everyone's spirit. And Father, I call their spirits to attention in Jesus' name. To stand up and to receive the blessing of the Lord. To stand up and to receive the strength through His Spirit. So I call your spirit to attention and In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And listen with your spirit to God's promise in His Word. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Your Father has a purpose for you. I bless you with knowing your purpose as God has seen Has seen it in his heart for you. I bless you with being everything that God has designed you to be because you experience the joy of fulfilling your purpose. You will benefit, others will benefit, and the world will be blessed. I bless your spirit with fulfilling the call of God on your life and living out the fullness of His will. I bless you with being in your Father's time, not running ahead and not lagging behind, but knowing His will and doing His will in the right time. I bless you with knowing the things your Father has called you to know, and doing the things that He's called you to do. I bless you with being able to carry out God's work with honor, with peace, with joy, doing God's work God's way. He has uniquely designed you as an instrument of a particular set of good deeds. You can do them better than anybody else can do them, because your Father has uniquely positioned you. I come into agreement with God and with His Word, and I bless His design of you. I bless the good works that have your name on them for you to do. And I bless the way your Father has designed you to do them. I invest in you. I care for you. I love you and I nurture you. For you are a treasure and a blessing to the world. I bless your spirit with life giving community to fit into. You have a piece to put into a mosaic. And I bless you with fitting together with other people because you can't do what God has called you to do alone. I bless you with finding like hearted like-visioned, like-spirited others. I bless you with being a part of a family of ministry where you can enjoy your great your greatest fulfillment as you fit with other people who are finding their fulfillment in God's purposes. And each of you is doing what God has designed you to do. I bless your spirit with strength to rise up and to receive God's word for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, for a specific problem such as fear, we might need to find truths about God's love his trust, his worthiness, his faithfulness from his from his word, and speak these to our spirit. So what you do is you find the problem in your life. If it be fear, you find out what is in God's word that speaks about love, that speaks about God's protection, that speaks about God's provision. And you take those scriptures and you bless your spirit with them. You bless your spirit with God's Word so that you come into the fullness of what He has. As you begin to do that, it will help change even the chemistry of your life as you begin, as your spirit begins to engage uh, the truth in His Word. So whatever the stronghold or the problem might be, find the opposite truth in Scripture. Whatever you're struggling with, Find the opposite in Scripture and speak the truth of God's Word and bless your spirit with that truth. And speak to your spirit over and over until it lands in your spirit. Some of you might need to do this a while for it to really help your spirit to rise up and engage. Some of you, have your, your spirits might have just really fallen asleep. They need to be woken up and engaged with God's Word. And you will become stronger and stronger in your spirit. And even as you engage, his, as your spirit engages the word, it's going to bring healing to your soul. It's going to bring healing to your body. It's going to begin to restore you and even deliver you from what you're going through. But as you do this, your spirit's going to become stronger and stronger And, you know, there might be times when you still got to go into some inner healing, still work through and process some things, and that's okay. But you're not going to stay there. You're going to get out of it, and your spirit's going to be strengthened, and you're going to press on. But you're going to see a marked difference in your life. as strength comes into your spirit, man, and you rise up and be the man and to be the woman God's called you to be. You know, God is really calling warriors to rise up, men and women, to be warriors, to fight the good fight, to engage in the battle, to not give up. Paul says, you are good soldier, be a good soldier of the Lord. He who's enlisted you. You just can't, you know, just decide, well, oh, this is too tough. I don't want to fight. You know, I, I, I wish sometimes we didn't have to. But we always have to engage. A warrior never puts his rifle down. He's always ready, always engaged, always there, always ready. When your spirit man has its rightful place, your life is going to come into order. Your life is going to be blessed. And you're going to find the fullness of what God has for you. Amen? Amen. Well, let's stand. Father, I thank you and I praise you that, Lord, we have been strengthened today by your Spirit. And, Father, I pray today that that we would go away, Father, with tools and knowing how critical and essential it is that we find the truth of your Word and whatever we're experiencing, that our spirit mans are strengthened and that we come alive. Father, I bless this house with your perfect protection with your grace with your love i'm asking father that your hand would be a shield round about them and father i just pray right now that your shalom peace would wrap around each and every one like a blanket and that you would give each and every one your peace i thank you father for this amazing church And I thank you, Lord, that this church truly is a treasure. And I thank you and I praise you that great things are going to come through this house. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at K-O-G underscore Asheville and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash K-O-G Asheville.